What is up, my dudes? Welcome back to yet another episode of Olympia Oddities. How's everyone holding in there? I hope we're all doing all right. Um, life's been weird lately, you know, with coronavirus. I hope everyone's staying healthy and not losing their minds while we're all social distancing and everyone's doing their part to, you know, keep it from spreading. So today, I'm going to be telling you guys about some hauntings of Lewis County, Washington, as well as my experience of my very, very first time ghost hunting at one of these haunted locations. Let's dive right into the episode this week. So the first location that I'm going to talk about today is the Lewis County Historical Museum. The building was built in 1912 and was originally the Northern Pacific Railway Depot. The museum features exhibits on pioneer life, Native American history and art, and logging and railroad history. But occasionally when browsing the displays, visitors may get an unexpected surprise in the form of a paranormal experience. In a Lewis Talk article called The Top Frighteningly Haunted Places in Lewis County, Patty Valdez, the founder of the South Sound Paranormal Research Team, who have been investigating the museum since 2008, said, I can say without a shadow of doubt that the museum is truly haunted, and it is our belief that the museum is perhaps one of the most haunted locations in all of Washington. Museum director Jason Mattson also recalled one of his experiences in the article. I was in the office after hours, and it was getting dark, he recalled. While typing away on the computer, I saw a shadowy figure peek its head around the corner, and lights get turned on that were off previously. A volunteer named Sylvia Livermore said that she's heard her name called, seen things moving, and a cabinet in the attic continued to open even when she shoved something in the door to keep it closed. Last Saturday, well, not last Saturday now, last Saturday at my time of writing this, this was a few weekends ago now, I decided to see if I could have a paranormal experience of my own, so I went to the museum and bought a ticket to go on a ghost tour of the museum led by South Sound Paranormal Research. I walked past the McKinley stump, which is a replica of a stump that President McKinley was supposed to give a speech on, but he never did. So it's a replica of a stump, so pretty much just a stump at this point. Got my ticket, and I anxiously awaited my tour that night. That night I arrived, and I waited out front with everyone else for the 7pm tour to start. When we first walked in the museum, we all gathered in the front area and heard the museum director tell some stories about his experiences with the paranormal in the museum. When we walked in, I had gravitated towards the Hack, a stagecoach that was used to carry mourning families to and from funerals back in the day. As a horse girl and a spooky bitch, it's right up my alley of all the things that I'm into. The tour guide from South Sound Paranormal Research then began telling us about the history of the Hack and explained that the museum had had the hearse at one time too, but it had been moved out of the museum after an increase in paranormal activity and rising tensions between people who had worked together worked with each other peacefully for years up until its arrival. When they were talking about the hack, my left arm, the one closest to it, started getting this weird tingle in it. I have anxiety, so I kind of just chalked it up to my dislike of crowds and the nerves of maybe seeing a ghost that night. However, the second we moved a little further into the museum of the, or the hallway of the museum, the tingling stopped completely, for a while at least, but I'll get into that later. Now, if you've been following me for a while, you might remember a mannequin that I took a picture of during the flying saucer party. He was dressed up for the event with alien glasses and a tinfoil hat. I'll share my pictures of him on the Instagram and the Facebook page again. As it turns out, this mannequin is named Clarence and told the researchers that in an EVP captured in his area. He also reportedly turns in his chair and moves his head despite only his arm and wrist being articulated to move. South Sound Paranormal Research uses Xbox Connect systems in their investigations to scan 
um, the hallways and rooms of the museum, and when all the mannequins of the museum were investigated, only Clarence registered a human form on the camera. We listened to some more EVPs that had been captured around the museum, and then it was time for us to go up into the attic. The attic is usually off-limits to museum visitors, but they make an exception for the ghost tours. We filed up a super narrow, steep staircase, and once everyone was gathered in the attic, they shut off the lights. They opened up a wall panel and revealed a creepy small room that we were allowed to get into and check out if we wanted to. I know that when I started this podcast, I was very anti-doing anything that gets anyone killed in a horror movie, but for some reason, I decided to climb up into the square entrance and check it out for myself. I'm not sure where my sudden braveness came from, maybe I just really, really wanted to get my money's worth. Inside the room, there wasn't anything that scary besides some spider webs and exposed insulation, so I got out and joined the rest of the group. We wandered around the attic and got a chance to poke around and scare ourselves before all gathering in the corner to hear some EVPs that had been captured in the attic. I managed to stand right next to another allegedly haunted item, this time a jewelry box. They played an EVP of two of the investigators talking about some of the jewelry in the box when a low, deep voice goes, put it back, put it back. The tingle in my hand came back, this time in the arm that was holding the borrowed flashlight from the team I was using. I made a mental note of it, then decided to see if I it would swap hands when I changed the hand that was holding the flashlight. I passed the flashlight back and forth a few times, and the tingle followed with it. Not gonna lie, during this part, I did get a little sketched out. I was standing right next to the box, and I was a little separated from the group, so I was standing with my back turned to a long, dark aisleway, and the tingle was back. I remember not wanting to look behind me, and giving my flashlight a few nervous shines down the aisle as we listened. We all filed out of the attic and into the model train room, where a model train track of Lewis County takes up the majority of the room. In this room, full-bodied apparitions have been seen walking down the hall or standing in the displays. The trains have also reportedly turned on by themselves, even when there's no power to the building. Our final stop was a room where we heard some EVPs replayed and got to watch some videos that had been captured previously at the museum. I'll share one of the videos on the Facebook page so you guys can check it out for yourself. Overall, I'd highly recommend going on one of South Sound Paranormal Research's ghost tours at the Lewis County Historical Museum. I had a great time, and I feel like I learned quite a bit. It was definitely the perfect spooky solo date to take myself on to go along with this episode. If you're worried about going after listening to this, don't worry, because I didn't go into nearly as much detail as they did, and I intentionally left out a few stories just in case you do want to go on a tour yourself. The second haunted location I'm covering today is The Steps. They're located in Chehalis, behind the Chehalis Library, and consist of three flights of stairs. They're rumored to be one of the most haunted places in the county. The story behind The Steps changes depending on who you hear it from, with some saying that a schoolhouse filled with children burned to the ground. Others say that the school did burn down, but no children were present during the fire. Visitors claim to see ghosts of children playing near The Steps, one of which is playing with a wagon. I haven't personally visited them yet, but it's definitely on my list of places to check out. Our third location today is down in Winlock. In 1888, Margaret and Joseph Snow arrived in Washington after leaving their home in Tennessee. They founded their homestead in Winlock, an area known as Brinson's Hollow. The house had a graveyard right next to it, the Snow family graveyard. Many weird sightings have happened in the graveyard and on the grounds, with some seeing ghostly apparitions and others seeing Sasquatch-type creatures peering through the trees back at them. Some have heard voices or other unusual noises coming from the area. It used to be a popular area for teenagers to drive out and, you know, do what teens do, and many of them have creepy stories from their nights spent there. 
Nancy Sobleski was one such teen, and she stated in the previously mentioned article that we drove out to Brinson's, but there was nobody there, she said. We turned the car around to drive away when a huge white shape with glowing eyes emerged from the trees right in front of us. The thing never made a sound the whole time it chased us. Unfortunately, this site is no longer accessible to the public. The final location we'll talk about today is McMiniman's Olympic Club. Built in 1913 as the Oxford Hotel, the Olympic Club has a long history of providing drink, food, and a place to sleep for locals and travelers visiting Lewis County. Staff have recalled stories of clocks changing in rooms that no one had been into or alarms going off for no reason. Some guests have seen a full-bodied apparition, and one claimed that they felt a tap on their shoulder while they were brushing their teeth. One bartender even claims that they saw an ashtray fly across the room. If you're ever in the area, definitely stop and check out the Olympic Club. It gives you that great feeling of walking back in time when you walk through the door, and they have amazing events, like the pub history one that I went on um, that was about the strangest missing persons cases of the Pacific Northwest that you haven't heard of, and it was super good, super entertaining. They do lots of little events like that. Um, Once the coronavirus is over, definitely go and check them out. And thank you for listening to another episode of Olympia Oddities. Like I said, I'll be posting pictures and videos that go along with this episode on the podcast social media, so follow me at Olympia Oddities Podcast. I'd love to hear from you guys if you do go on any um, ghost hunts of your own or to any of the places mentioned, so feel free to send me a DM anytime. If you want to support the podcast, tell a friend or leave me a positive review, and until next time, friends.